And so it is. Dear Shambra, it is the best of times, and it is the worst of times. It is the age of wisdom, and it is the age of foolishness. Let us take a deep breath. It is the epoch of beliefs, and it is the epoch of disbeliefs. It is the season of the light, and it is the season of the dark. It is the spring, dear Shambra, it is the spring of hope, and it is the winter of despair. And we have before us all things, and we have before us nothing at all. We are all in our consciousness of ascension, and we are all lost in timeless forever. Hmm. In the words of Charles Dickens, with the assistance of Adama St. Germain, <laughs> written in 1859, 150 years ago, a tale of two cities. But it is also so appropriate today, in the age that we live in, perhaps to be retitled, A Tale of Multiple Consciousnesses. Oh, dear Jambro, what times that we live in, and I say we because most of me is here with you now on earth. This is but one of the last of my messages to this group of Chambra in the way we do it now, with me in another non-physical dimension with you here on earth. But oh, so, so rapidly I feel myself being drawn back to this place of earth back into the body of the one I call Sam, back into this reality and back into this illusion that we all live in. It is indeed the best of times, and it is indeed the most challenging of times ever upon the face of earth. Let us all, human and spirit, take a deep breath in celebration of this paradox and celebration of where we are today. For as you have heard so many times before, this is why you chose to come to earth. And as you know so well, it is difficult and challenging and nothing seems to work anymore. The old tricks and the old tools out the door, but what replaces them? We have everything before us, as Dickens said. We have every tool, every resource, every solution, and every answer before us. Because we placed them there in a very multidimensional way. We placed them there a long time ago, but not knowing what this day would be like. But we had the wisdom to place the new energy tools without even knowing what they were, without knowing exactly what had to be done, but knowing that it could be done without having to manipulate or manufacture a certain 
tool or a certain system or structure, but to know that at this time when we came to this place on the path, that those tools would appear and they would be appropriate and they would be of the new energy, not of the old. We have nothing before us. We have nothing at the table because we tend to go back into history and back into time to pull what we have learned before and bring that to the table in times of despair and challenge. But they don't work. They aren't valid anymore. And as Katumi told us last month, nobody really knows. So we have nothing at the table, at least from our past. Everything that is at the table right now, all of the gifts and abundance and tools and wisdom and hope come from the new, come from ourselves, in the potentials that we are creating into the future of time. And it is all there. But it is difficult to see at times because it doesn't look like the past. It doesn't work like the past. It doesn't have the logic of the past, thank God. It is totally different, but it is there. In September 2007, humanity crossed a very important marker. We call it the quantum leap. Take a look back for a moment. Take a look at how your life has changed. Take a look at how the world has changed in not even two years of time. Take a look at the markets, the governments, the churches. Take a look at the consciousness of humanity. It is not what it used to be. And this has only been in a very short number of months since the quantum leap. You knew it was coming. We knew it was coming. From our side, we can measure and we can monitor the consciousness of humanity. We see its ebbs and flows. We see its expansions. We see how everything was speeding up. It was going very fast. You can look back historically at how fast things were going, and then it took a quantum leap. Most people on Earth aren't even aware of that date in September in 2007. They're not aware that there was a thing called the quantum leap, but they're living it today. You were aware that it was coming. You were aware long before we ever spoke the words of quantum leap or before we ever gave a date for this leap in consciousness. You've been aware of it for thousands and thousands of years. You knew it was coming. And you made a very conscious choice to be here, incarnate on earth during this time. It is the best of times, dear Shambra. Otherwise, I, Tobias, would not be coming back in celebration and in joy and, of course, in challenge and sometimes in confusion, as it is so easy to do for the human. But I wouldn't be coming back at this time unless I had the same kind of dreams that you have, the same kind of hope 
for humanity as you have. And the same kind of insights into what comes next as you have. Oh, you fool yourself so often. So often. You tell yourself, you tell yourself you are lost in this timeless forever. Sometimes you even tell yourself you're waiting for the little ones in metal spaceships to show up, to show you the way. I know. I know. Sometimes in your most vulnerable moments, some of you think, we'll wait for the grand intelligent beings from far away to come to save us. But dear Shambra, I tell you once again, you are the grand beings from far away. You from the future potential, you who have already gotten to wherever it is you have chosen to go, you are the one coming back at this now moment, bringing to the table your wisdom, bringing to the table your clarity, bringing to the table your knowledge that it's already done, bringing to the table your profound wisdom that it doesn't matter. It doesn't. Some of you, a few of you, not many, but a few of you are waiting for the beings that live under the ground to come up from the earth where they have lived for tens of thousands of years to bring forth their wisdom. If they were so smart, they would be here already. <laughs> what you were really waiting for is that part of you to come up from being buried below, that part of you that knows so well who you are, a part of you who knows that you are God also, but that has been put down underneath the ground, that has been buried and hidden and just waiting. So it is you that comes up from beneath the ground. I don't expect hordes of millions of beings who have lived underground without showers or soap or anything like that to come up to save humanity. It is part of you that comes forward at this time. For it is truly the very best of times and truly, for some, the very worst of times. The earth is going through its changes. And humanity is going through its ascension process. And it does appear to be chaos. And it does appear to be difficult. And it is so very easy to get caught up in all of this. And when you get caught up in all of it, it is so easy to go to this old place, to this rather dimly lit place, this uninspired place called the mind in search for the answers, in search of your past and your history to say, what do I do now? What tricks do I pull out? What worked 10 lifetimes ago? What worked one lifetime ago? It won't work now, dear Shambra. We live in a different time. And as Caldra and Linda told you today, you'll never go back. You'll never go back. Earth will never be the same again. But isn't that what you asked for? Isn't that what you prayed for when you were still in your days of praying? Isn't that what you have haven't imagined? 
Dear Chambre, as St. Germain has said in a recent discussion with you, the next several years are going to be so challenging and so difficult for some and so easy and so sacred and blessed for others. And you're going to have your days. You're going to have your days when there is tremendous hope. And you're going to have days of despair. You're going to have days of light and days of dark. There will be times in these year, few years ahead where the ones that have been the closest to you and the dearest to you in your life are going to be the ones that betray you. And it doesn't matter. There are going to be times in your life where you are marvelously abundant and where everything seems to be flowing and the gifts are just coming in at a pace faster than you can even accept them. And there are going to be times when some of you, not all of you, but some of you are going to lose everything you thought you had. And it doesn't matter. Many of you are going to go through the deepest and most challenging and the darkest spiritual crisis you have ever had in any lifetime on earth, and you're going to be doing it in this body. I talked about it back in June with the cryon in Sedona. And a few of you know exactly what I'm talking about. A spiritual crisis unlike any other. Oh, you've learned to deal with some crises in your life. You've learned to deal, for the most part, with health crises and emotional crises. And you say to yourself, I know I can weather it. I know I can get through it if I, if I just keep breathing and duck very, very low. I can get through it. But this spiritual crisis that we've addressed before is different than any other, darker than any other and more terrifying than any other. And at the same time, you're going to have spiritual enlightenment. I don't even like the word spiritual anymore. It has old connotations. You're going to have an enlightenment of yourself, of consciousness, of you, like you've never experienced before. And it doesn't matter. You're going to have... You're going to have insights, somewhat as Caldra and Linda and Andra and An talked about earlier today, of being so very multidimensional. And it's going to throw you off. It will throw you off because the old human measurement systems are still trying to keep you, how to say, very linear and very singular. The old measurements and monitoring systems of your body, mind, and your spirit try to keep you balanced in this um, very rigid 3D reality slash illusion. But as you become multidimensional, incarnate, while you are in this body, mind, and spirit, it's going to throw you off. It's going to be very disorienting. Because suddenly you have energies coming in from places you have actually never experienced before, not even between the non-physical times between lifetimes. You're going to be experiencing new energy, and it is so different. 
It is not even quantifiable in an old energy way. There's no description for it at this point, other than this uh, cliché new energy, because it is so different. You're going to have experiences in your life when the days seem so dark and other days seem so bright, and you know what I'm talking about, don't you? You're going through it right now. You're experiencing the best of times and the worst of times while you were in this body, and it doesn't matter. Hmm. There are going to be times, dear friends, when you are in a health crisis, and it's going to terrify you because you're going to feel the approach of death at your doorstep. You're wondering what's wrong with you. Why is your body betraying you? Why is it giving out? Is is there some other force grander than you, even a part of you, but grander than you, calling you back home? Is the body truly the power and the control and the God of life? Is the body the one that decides how and when and where you will go? So there will be health crises that come over you that make you take a look at your entire life, make you wonder what you're doing. And in these health crises, it's also going to precipitate, again, a spiritual and emotional crisis because, well, you're supposed to be a spiritual evolved being. Why would you possibly get sick? Why would something like cancer or diabetes or even a cold or a flu come your way if you're so perfect? And there's going to be other moments in these amazing times you live in when you're diagnosed with something that appears to be life-threatening, but in the blink of an eye, with the love of thyself and the choice over thy body, where this supposed disease and imbalance is just going to be flushed from your system, and it's going to mystify the doctors. So much so that they don't want to talk to you about it, because you're an anomaly. You don't fall into their book, their prescription and their structures, because something happened that was different from you, so they're going to dismiss you. But yet they're going to go back to their quiet spaces to their homes and wonder what just happened. It is the best of times. It is the worst of times. And above all, it doesn't matter. We sat less than two weeks ago with an amazing group of Shambra from all over the world. <clears throat> Thank you. in a vortex, a real vortex, <laughs> called the Great Pyramid, not only because it is a vortex aligned with grids and ley lines and things like that, because it has become a vortex for humanity. Consciousness helped to create it as such a powerful vortex. It is imprinted in the memories and the consciousness of humans all over the world. It is imprinted on some of your paper money. There's a vision and a, and a picture that 
a large majority of humanity has seen and knows about. And with this group of Shambra sitting in the inner chamber, talking about the mysteries of life, getting into the real secrets of life. We told this group that it doesn't matter at all. And we could feel a sense of sorrow and sadness and disbelief amongst this group. What do you mean, Tobias? I could hear some of them saying, what do you mean it doesn't matter? I'm supposed to be here on earth right now because it matters. I'm supposed to be a standard of new energy because it matters. I'm on a mission, don't you understand, Tobias? I'm on a mission. Although I'm lost as hell, I'm on a mission. (laughs) I lost everything along the way. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't even know who I am. But it's a hell of a mission, Tobias. It's a hell of a mission. What do you mean, it doesn't matter? It was almost like I was taking something away from them. A sense of passion. A sense of purpose. It doesn't matter, I told this group. It truly doesn't. Why? Because you're already there. We talked about it before. You've already arrived at whatever place it is you wanted to arrive at. Some of you say, I've told St. Germain that you chose ascension. So you have ascended. You're there. Now you're just experiencing what it was like to get there. It doesn't matter because, dear Shambhar, it is so natural and it is so much a part of you, this entire process of expansion or evolution or whatever you want to call it, you're already there. You were there when you crossed through the wall of fire and experienced all of the potentials of every lifetime, physical and non-physical, of everything you would ever think, everything you would ever do, and all of its sub-potentials and their sub-potentials. You'd already arrived. So it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. Oh, I I know that hurts. Well, then why should I wake up in the morning? Why should I try? You're absolutely right. Why should you? (laughs) Why should you keep struggling? You shouldn't, really. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Why should I keep um, uh, holding up the entire earth on my shoulders, carrying the burdens and the energy of humanity? You shouldn't. You should just let it down. It doesn't matter. They're going to do just fine. They haven't all chosen what you've chosen. They haven't all chosen to ascend or even to become enlightened or even just to have a single good day. <laughs> they. <laughs> But it doesn't matter because sooner or later they will. Or maybe not. It doesn't matter. (laughs) They are going through such a sacred and such a personal process. If they are lost, if they are absolutely lost, it doesn't matter because they are going to find themselves in, in their state of being lost. They will find themselves. It doesn't matter that they're imprisoned in their own consciousness or that you are. It doesn't matter because sooner or later, as in the infamous, illustrious and grand Adama St. Germain, trapped in his crystal, 
iniquity simplicity that you could ever imagine, St. Germain realized, if I got myself into this, I can also get myself out of it. If I created the illusion of my prison, I can also create the illusion of my freedom. It doesn't matter, Chambra. What grander thing could we have told the group in the Great Pyramids? And it doesn't matter. What more of a vacuum of sadness than we felt with some in that group? Those who were here on a mission, those who are here struggling against the currents, and those who are here going through their own games, going through their own processes. It doesn't matter. Go through the games and go through the processes because you're going to turn out just fine. I can say that. I've walked a few miles in your sandals. I know what it's like to come to that point of absolute oneness with Self, absolute love with Self, falling in love with yourself, where you suddenly realize it doesn't matter. I am that I am. I always have been, always will be. It doesn't matter. I remember thinking to myself in my journey, my final realization of my ascension, I wished I could go back in time and tell myself, it doesn't matter. And then I could have enjoyed the entire journey of getting there. And you know what? I did go back. I absolutely went back unto myself, unto everything that I'd ever done and experienced. And I told myself, soul to human embodiment, I told myself, it doesn't matter. Now, I didn't always listen. I didn't want to listen. I didn't care to listen because I was, in my human incarnation, I was so embroiled with my dilemmas and my dramas. I was so involved in my games, my musings, but also in my creations and my relationships. I didn't want to hear that voice that said, it doesn't matter. You're already there. You live in the best of times and the worst of times. You live in the times of wisdom and the times of foolishness, and it doesn't matter. You live in a time of great change. And you live in a time that doesn't need change at all, because it's already there. So I ask each one of you today, I ask all across this world, why are you here? What is it that you choose if you're already there? If you're already in your ascension, which we told you in our second year of series, in our discussions, in our, in our shouts, then what is it that you're here for? Do you have to have such a mission? And do you have to have such a purpose? Do you have to be needed by someone or something else? Do you have to be a crusader still? You have to get on that horse and cross vast lands to tell and to show other people how to live and what to believe? Or can you be here on earth right now as yourself? 
Just because. That's a good enough reason I discovered. Just because. Why are you here on earth? Just because, damn it. It's the best of times, it's the worst of times. I wouldn't want to miss it for anything. Why are you here? Just because I can be here. Because I can be in a body, and what a luscious thing it is. Just because I can feel human emotion. I can taste human food. I can actually feel human pain and human struggling. That's a reason in itself. Because I can feel this thing called love from one to the other. I can pet a dog. I can sing out loud and hear myself. Just because. What a grand and marvelous thing it is for a Creator to do it just because, if nothing else for the experience. You don't get points on the other side for the total number of experiences that you've had, for the difficulty and the challenges of experience. You're only admired for the depth and for the compassion of the experience with yourself. It's all that matters. There's beings on the other side, angelic beings as you would call them, never been in human form before, and they're absolutely intrigued by any any um, angel who's been to earth. It shows in our colors. It shows in your colors. Uh, colors, uh, you could say a type of vibration or um, a, a light. Mm. I'm getting so addicted to these human... Um, <laughs> Right. And uh, I have to say, uh, one of my final requests, in addition to, of course, the uh, beard of Kaldra, and, uh, oh yes, he would like to, uh, after he grows the beard for my last um, farewell message, he will trim it and perhaps uh, um, sell the holy relics to... Uh, <laughs> but indeed, in my last channel, in my last minute, I would love a glass of your finest wine that you could possibly afford. Mm. Oh, indeed, I not only ask, I dream and I create, so it will be so. Now, where were we? So in the other realms, when an angel who's never been in human form encounters one of you who has been in human form, they are so in awe of what you would call experience. They want some of it. They. They are so in awe of the depth of your soul and the magnificent colors and the songs of your heart. Where did you get that, they say? Where did you become such a grand and glorious being, a king and a pharaoh and a, and a god unto yourself? How do I become like you? You take a deep breath. You've got to go to earth for it. <laughs> but let me caution you here before you go. You may lose your way. And I say, but look at you. You obviously found your way. Yes, but there is the illusion of losing your way that is so real that it is the grandest experience you'll ever have. The illusion of being lost and of being puny and of being insignificant and of being nothing amongst many. What an experience that is. Hmm. And they say, they say, look at you, you magnificent being. 
you went to earth, you played, you had fun, you 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 loved, you you became solid. You 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 could feel things in a way where we can't possibly and you shake your head or I shake my head and said, But you hate it. But you hate it. But in that hatred of it, in that loathing and in that desperation to get out of it, ah, is the experience. What a grand thing it is to to actually look at it from the other way. To actually feel so downtrodden and so desperate that you hate everything. What an experience. And you know what? By the way, you say to these new ones, when you go to earth, do me one favor. Above all, when you go to earth and you're down there and you're you're in despair, you're in challenge, you wonder if you're even going to eat the next day and your spouse has just divorced you and your children can't stand you and you know, you're sick, you can't, you've got a bad back and a cold and a flu all at the same time. And you're cursing and you're cussing and saying, What was I ever thinking? Just remember this. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because you can't get lost. You can't lose. There's not a test. This isn't even an experiment. It's an experience. It doesn't matter. Now, if you can go down there and remember these words, see, you tell them this, I tell them this, but they don't listen. If you can go down there and remember these words, it doesn't matter. You'll have a hell of an experience. You will absolutely cherish every moment in physical body. If you go down there during this time of grand change on earth called the quantum leap, called the evolution of consciousness, and you remember that it doesn't matter, you'll actually enjoy it. Which would you rather experience? Enjoying it or being fearful of it? Being a creator or being a game player? If you remember when you go to earth in this new time, you tell these, um, these, uh, rec these raw green angels, when you go there to earth, if you just tell yourself at night before you go to sleep, it didn't matter. It doesn't matter. Now, an interesting and strange thing happens with humans. They don't necessarily want to believe it doesn't matter, and they're actually indoctrinated or sometimes hypnotized that it does matter. They're told that if it doesn't matter, you're going to do something to hurt somebody. If it doesn't matter, you're going to rob or cheat or even kill someone. So it they're, they're told, they're trained, it better matter. But you know, if you always remember, you're an angel. You're in experience. You're in an experience. You're the creator of that experience, and you are the uncreator of that experience. If you remember that, you're never going to have to worry about doing something which you would call bad. You transcend the good and bad. You don't have a need to steal energy from anyone else. So therefore, you're not going to get involved in some of the games that humans play. You're not going to get caught in karma. You're not going to get in this trap. If you remember, it doesn't matter. I am that I am. I am the creator and the uncreator. It doesn't matter. So, Shambra, incredible time that you live in, and you're going to be experiencing 
humans are going to be experiencing this incredible paradox. One day knowing everything, the next day nothing at all. One day having great love in your life and the next day betrayed by the very ones that love you. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Oh, the human condition would love for it to matter and would love to scream and complain about it and would love to blame someone else and would love, would love to be the victim, to play the game, but it doesn't matter. You're living in a time of incredible paradox where nothing is like it was before. We're talking about the weather. In a recent shout, the weather going back and forth. Incredible paradox. One moment a storm, the next moment paradise. One moment humanity suffering, the next moment rejoicing. Why all this paradox? Why all the confusion right now? Because, dear friends, this thing that you've known for as long as you've lived lifetimes on earth, this thing called duality, opposing forces, the um, thank you, the the consciousness of duality is coming to completion. Is coming to completion. So these forces that you see uh, that apparently or perceptibly have been battling against each other, are actually now coming together. They're coming together so you're no longer a man or a woman. But as they come together there's this perception or this illusion that there's this great paradox between the masculine part of you and the feminine part, but actually they're coming to completion. That's what this whole transformation into new energy is truly about. In a way, it is the end of times. It is the end of duality. But duality is making itself more apparent than ever before. Contradictions are going to be more visible and sensible than ever before, meaning that you will sense it stronger than ever. And it's actually not a contradiction. And it's actually not opposing force anymore, because they're coming to completion. In what would appear to be chaos and contradiction and conflict, they're actually coming back together again. You see, it doesn't matter. It's happening naturally. And it actually happens in a very beautiful way. You're being shown just one side a very, very beautiful process on earth right now. Everybody's focusing on the terrible and focusing on the, uh, the systems falling apart. Walk around the other side where nobody stands. Walk around the other side of creation of this illusion and you're going to see the beauty of what's happening. Don't stand there with the masses staring at this, um, this uh, dimensional picture of reality and saying, what the hell is happening to earth? Where do we go next? What do we do? Why am I here? <laughs> Walk around the other side. Walk around where nobody else stands, Shambra, all around the world, and look at what's really happening. It is beautiful. And at the same time, 
falling apart. It is the coming back together of the elements that have been long, long separated. And it is such a beautiful process. Be the one that sees the beauty in this. Be the one that then takes it within you, that absolutely feels what is really going on here. Set aside your human concerns about your job and your money and, oh, the value of the stock market. It doesn't matter. There are what you would call riches or or abundance for you, but it doesn't look anything like the old abundance. It doesn't act like the old abundance. Stop worrying about where that next check is going to come from. Now, you want to fight me on this. And you're writing your conclusive proof to, to me right now. I can hear you. I'm, I'm going to write an email to Tobias and say, Tobias, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Because I have nothing. Nothing's coming in for me. And I'm at the end. Absolutely you are. Walk around the other side and look why you're at the end. Look at the beauty of letting everything go. Oh, forget about the little human pains and the. And most of it's just fear. Most of it's an illusion. What have you really lost? Nothing. It doesn't matter. You're gaining everything, but you don't want to look at it. You're too busy. You're too busy looking at everything falling apart. You're too busy in the game. You're too busy pretending that you're a victim. You're too busy blaming me and your parents and your children and your spouses and your past lives and the world and the politicians and everybody else, including the little ones in spaceships and the ones from underground. You're too busy blaming all of them. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't. And we're going to arm wrestle about this for a while. Until you finally, finally, one day laugh and say, Oh, Tobias, I wish you'd told me way back when, when I was in the heat of my despair and the depths of my agony, I wish you'd have said to me, Tobias, it doesn't matter. And then I would have let go of that little game I was playing. And then I would have stopped blaming everyone. And then I would have had a big smile and said, What a grand experience I'm having on earth right now. The illusion of things falling apart when they're really coming together. Isn't that a contradiction or a paradox in itself? The illusion that everything is falling apart. Imagine right now you're standing on a, on a hill with millions of other humans, and there's this huge painting, huge painting, and it's called the Painting of Earth in 2009. And that painting seems to be falling apart. The paint is melting, the, the frame around it is cracking and breaking, and it holds, it is the God, it is the, it is the modern day God, it's the illusion of, of life. And everybody's looking at it saying, it's falling apart. What we worship, the modern day God, the new age Horus and Isis and everybody else, the modern thing that we, we so worship. The illusion of life, it's falling apart, crumbling before us, and there's nobody here to save us. And I know that, humans say, I know there's nobody here to save us because I have called out to God and no God has come. 
I have screamed out to the angels, and they just give me this BS. So I know there's nothing, and the painting, the illusion, is falling apart. That's when I say, dear Shambra, it doesn't matter. Absolutely. And by the way, you asked for it to fall apart. You wanted the change. Now, go around the other side of the hill where nobody is and look at what's really happening. It's coming together. The illusion of it falling apart has to be there. Because otherwise, you're just intensifying the old elements of duality. You're just making the male more masculine and the female more feminine. You're just making light more light and dark more dark. And that is just adding to the game. And that's not at all what you chose. That's not at all what you asked for. That's not at all what you truly want to experience. Walk around the other side of that painting, of that illusion. First you'll realize there's no painting there at all. <laughs> Secondly, you'll realize it's all coming together, with or without you. It's all happening. It's all in a natural progression. It's only an illusion that it's falling apart. It actually can't. It can't. Now, there's something in your DNA called Atlantis that says, oh, but Tobias, it can. Oh, it can. I have seen it, I have felt it, and those flames were really hot. So don't, so don't tell me, Tobias, that it can't happen. Oh, well, let's go back to Atlantis for a moment. Let's take a look at what was happening. It was an evolution and a transition as well. It was a time of truly discovering Self and discovering the essence of Spirit of God. First it had to be this illusion of God being off in the heavens, and eventually, eventually, a few humans would begin to understand that God was within. But in a sense, back in Atlantis, as somewhat naive as we all were, as children of spirit as we all were, playing the grand game that we were playing, let's, we said, let's take it and blow it up. Haven't you done that as children? Haven't you taken your little trucks and toys and demolished them? That was great fun. That was amazing. Boom! Destroy it. What happened? Well, you got a bigger and better toy then. You got a grander game to play. Atlantis wasn't a mistake. It wasn't the wrath of God. Atlantis was not an error in humanity. And by the way, Atlantis wasn't this uh, model of perfection society. It had many great things. But it wasn't the perfect society. We were learning. We were experiencing. We also experienced what it would like to have this great um, chaos and this great destruction. But it didn't matter. It wasn't shortly thereafter that you came back for another lifetime, either above Earth or below Earth. It didn't matter. You were still here. We, all of us, including me, we live in the best of times. And we live in the worst. Hmm. 
We live in the most amazing times. The most amazing times ever. Understand that you're here just because you can be. Just because you want to be. Just because it is absolutely fun. Don't take it so serious. Don't take the burdens of the world on your shoulder. When you go into fear, feel the fear. Absolutely feel the fear. Don't try to run from your own fear. It's already ahead of you. <laughs> it's going to meet you on that path before you ever get there. Feel the fear, but then feel really into it, deep into it, because fear is a very interesting energy and in consciousness. When you're looking at it from just the side of fear and darkness, it will freeze you. It will bring you to the depths of terror, of the illusion of hell. But walk right through it. Don't even bother walking around it. Walk right through it. Take a look at what's on the other side. Take a look at that pearl that's there awaiting you. Let's all take a deep breath together. You have everything before you, everything at your table, and you have nothing at all. You have everything that comes from yourself, coming from what you would call the future, but it's really coming from the best of you. I don't even want to call it future because you, I don't want you to relate it to time. It's coming from a part of your consciousness that you haven't experienced yet that's already there. That's what's at your table. At your table there is nothing at all. Because what the eyes see <clears throat> and the senses perceive, they want it to be something like the old, from the old. Just sharper knives, <laughs> just better utensils, perhaps more delicious food, but it's not there. Because at this point in time of changing consciousness, you bring nothing old to the table. Nothing. Because what was old didn't work. We told the group of Shambra touring in Egypt, going to the sacred sites, that the Egyptians, the, these uh, beautiful beings, they don't have the answers. They don't have some secret code uh, buried deep in their hieroglyphs that explain what's going to happen next. They don't know. They're just waiting for you to come along so they can turn it over to you and so they can be free to go on their own way. They were waiting for you, but they don't know. When Shambhar was there, they asked, they said, Great ones from the ancient past. What secrets do you have? What mysteries will you reveal? The great ones from the past, the ones that were the gods and the pharaohs and the supposed divine ones, pondered for a moment. Said, We don't know. <laughs> Not a clue. Have a good time. We're turning it over to you. We will be on our way. So, so dear Shambra, another interesting thing about the times that you live in right now, we say that duality is coming together. It's in its state of completion. It's actually already completed, but now it's just going through the motions of getting there. 
You look at things so linear, you think you have to take one step in front of you all the time to get to your destination. Absolutely not at all. You're already at your destination, and now you're just taking steps backwards to experience it and forwards to experience it again, you see. You're not trying to solve anything. It's already solved. Now can you please just experience it and stop struggling with it? Another interesting thing is happening right now. This duality is coming together. It's completing itself in the most amazing process. It's a process of fire and transmutation. A tremendous fire right now, and I use the word fire symbolically. There's tremendous transmutation, alchemy taking place right now. But an amazing thing in this alchemy is it's not just duality coming together. You're not just feeling the past and the future in this now moment. It's very multidimensional. You're feeling elements that aren't just in front of you or behind, but things that were at the sides and beneath and above. It can be very, very confusing. And I'm having to use human terminology here to help you understand. It's not just backward and forward at this point. It's coming in from everywhere, from a type of reality or I should say an illusion that you can't even imagine because it wasn't even uh, on your radar screen. It wasn't even on your um, your uh, type of energetic scope. Part of it is this thing called new energy. It's coming in from places you haven't explored before. We get into some very interesting spiritual physics here, but new energy is not singular. It is very multiple, uh, multidimensional. If you say, yes, I want a piece of that new energy, yes, I'll bring that into my dualistic reality, so I'll take a bite of that. When you're taking a bite of it from over here and bringing it into the now moment, it's actually coming in from back here and over there and over there and from in here outward to the now. And it gets very, very confusing if you're still in your human mind. It gets very confusing if you have expectations about what it should look and feel like. So that comes to the point where you go into a type of overwhelm. Intuitively you know that the old ways of perception don't work anymore. So you explode yourself or you um, shatter yourself in a type of subconscious but somewhat conscious uh, choice. You break yourself up. You shatter the illusion of self. So now you can enjoy the experience without the old overlays. You lose everything so that you can see everything. You allow the self to break down, to reveal its illusions and its fallacies and its old ways so that you can perceive and experience multi-dimensionally. Oh, and it's frightening. It's terrifying. It is exhausting to one small part of yourself. But the part that seems to get all the attention, the part that seems to 
be the squeaky wheel, the part that seems to do the most screaming and complaining, the little human self, the victim self, the fearful little self who doesn't believe in itself, the self that's playing the game and is loving the game. So that self screams out and complains, what the hell is happening? Why aren't you here? Everything that you say, that you angels say to us is a bunch of crap. It is. It is. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because you're going to find out for yourself. Now, we can give you a little bit of guidance and a little soothing along the way. We can come back often and tell you it doesn't matter. We can tell you from an overview what's happening. We can share with you that it's time to really let go of that illusion. You've made a choice somewhere. Somewhere deep within you, you've made a choice. Maybe it wasn't little human self, a little screamer, the little, the little um, tyrant, as uh, we like to call it at my cottage. <laughs> little tyrant self, but there was a sacred part of self. I said, let's go of this illusion. Let's go of the singularity or the, the duality. Or let's let go of the old so we can absolutely experience something far grander just because, just because, not to save the world, not to save our angelic families, they'll do fine on their own, but just because. There's nothing better than just because. Last month, Kuthumi came in with his brilliance. Oh dear Kuthumi. It came upon a time of questions and answers, and it came up to be a very sincere and real and genuine question that came up. A question that brought so much energy for all of you and such a such a, a wave of um, realism and trauma that it actually threw Calder and probably Kathumi off. I had some of you laughing at a time where perhaps laughter wasn't deserved, but it doesn't matter. Had some of you very confused and out of your body, you didn't even hear the question. We'll repeat it in a moment. But you didn't hear it because it was far too poignant and too real. doesn't matter. We're going to read it again. Had some of you so angry. You know, sometimes absolutely we love to see you angry. Hmm. St. Germain provokes your anger because you get complacent. You, you, you get... You get so complacent at times that he likes to come and prod you and poke you and get you so angry at him. And then you know what happens? Later we all, including you, we all have a good laugh. Say, you know what? It doesn't matter. It was the experience. But I did want to, I've been asked by Cauldron to address this question again. So you heard it a month ago, most of you. You're going to hear it now, but in one short month, one short month since this was asked, I want you to hear the difference both in the question and the feeling behind it, and I want you to perceive your wisdom, your absolute wisdom, 
in the answer because you see you already know you already know yes it doesn't matter you already know but you also know what this person because they write on behalf of so many you already know what they're going through you already know the despair that they're in you already know that they are in their winter of despair they can't see the spring of hope you know that before them there is nothing you know that you know that they go not directly into ascension but they experience what it is like to be forever lost you know that feeling you know the the um the absolute conflict so please do read the question again dear tobias how dare you tell us we're just playing games as if you have nothing to do with the games we're playing you said last month there's something inside of you that's choosing it and picking it and making it a reality you told us many times that all we have to do is make a clear conscious choice mm. in the now moment and we'll create our reality that is a game we chose to let go of our old beliefs that are no longer serving us so what is the something that is inside of us since we seem to have no control over it and it somehow has the power to create our reality without our consent i'll call it our soul self the game is that we choose to adopt the new belief that we choose our reality but it's our soul self that gets to make the official choice and thus create our reality our soul self is obviously choosing to create from our old beliefs that we have let go saint germain said that to finalize our ascension process and go to our third circle is only a choice i made that choice over a year ago and now i can see why i am truly not the creator of my reality yes i'm tired of this game and i wish i could go back 8 years and forget everything you've told us I will however let go of these new beliefs and allow my reality to be whatever it is. If there is a third circle, there is no choice to get there. That explains why we've been stuck in this ascension process for over 2000 years. We're creating our own reality, but for the consciousness part of ourselves, it's from something inside and we have no choice. Tobias, do you really not understand our frustration? Hmm. Indeed. And you know, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. I mean, it absolutely doesn't. Now, with all due respect and and great love. Oh, you know when I say that, you know something's coming. There's a game, absolute game and it's a wonderful game and it doesn't matter, but the game is I'm going to separate myself from my soul. I'm going to put my soul off somewhere else and I'm going to allow it to have the uh what you would call the power. I'm going to let it be the creator and I'm going to play the game of being the little human. I'm going to make demands of God and um Tobias and Saint Germain and and of my soul. But I'm going to play the game that nobody's listening. I'm going to play the game that I am the puppet at the end of the strings being managed by the the puppeteer and it's a brilliant game it's a beautiful game actually because it allows you to see what it's like to feel that you do have no choice that you are not the uh, sovereign being that you you do not have dominion over your own creations They're very much like the story of saint germain or to 
by Tobias or Katumi, all stuck in our different types of prisons. What a wonderful game that was to allow us ourselves to get stuck, to pretend that we had no say over our reality, to turn that reality um, and that uh, consciousness over to other humans and governments and gods and who, who else knows what. We all played the game. We know what it was like to feel trapped until one day we said, it doesn't matter. Until one day St. Germain said, hold on a second, I've been in this crystal for a hundred thousand years. Kind of stupid, a little slow actually. St. Germain actually took that uh, short bus to, um, to Ascension. <laughs> but dear ones, he finally dawned at him after trying to break his way out and after trying to uh, anger his way out. He finally said, it doesn't matter. I got myself in here. I get myself out. He stopped playing the game of separation between his human self and his soul self. And for all of you right now, I encourage you to stop playing the game that you've got this soul that's off somewhere else that has all the answers. It is you. You know what the definition of divinity is? You, in the now moment, experiencing your creations. It's not this grand angel that exists off somewhere else unless you put it there. It's not this complex uh, uh, state of perfection that exists in some far-off dimension until you are worthy to receive it unless you put it there. Actually, the divine is you in this moment. Part of you doesn't want to accept that because you want the divine to be grand. It is not. It is not. That's an illusion. Your divine is simple. Your divine is so elegantly simple. How could it be grand? How could it be big or complex? How can it be greater than you. Divinity is the most simply amazing part of yourself. And it's there. It's part of you. It's not just inside of you. It's not hovering around you. It is you. And it's there for you to feel and experience anytime you want. The one who asked this question has gone through tremendous anger, tremendous feeling of being a victim, playing a tremendous game of, I am not in control, and damn it, I don't want to be. The one who asked the question is playing the game. So are many other Shambra, because I know what it's like. I know how you can relate to this question, how you can have compassion for it, because you felt it also. You can play the game as long as you want, as long as you want it to be the game. I, I encourage you to do this. Ask yourself, what do I give up if I stop playing the game? What do I have to give up? For those who play the game of being the victim that their soul and God exists somewhere else, you give up this thing called weakness, blaming it on somebody else, feeling that you don't have control. And that's actually a very interesting thing to experience. Suddenly, when you give up that game, 
you have to truly take the responsibility for your choices. So many of you are in conflict with your soul and your soul in conflict with you. You've set up this game. Oh, indeed, the soul, the soul ultimately cannot be tarnished. It cannot be destroyed or twisted. It cannot be polluted. But you can play the game that it can be. You can play the game that it will turn its back on you because you want it to. You can play the game that the chasm between you and your soul and your divinity is so grand and so vast that you will never reach it. You can play that. You can play the game that I made a choice and it didn't work out. Well, of course it didn't work out. Because you don't want it to work out. You can play the game that says, I'm going to exit, I'm going to leave. But you really don't want to leave. You see, take a look at the contradictions you set up for yourselves. Take a look at the experience that you've set up yourself. You can blame others, you can blame us. But until you realize you got yourself into this, you created it, now you and only you can uncreate it. I, Tobias, do not have a key. Katumi does not know the secret password to your illusions. And Saint Germain doesn't know a single mystery that's going to get you out of your mystery, out of your illusion. Only you. And when you can take a deep breath, when you can say, oh, it doesn't matter anymore, I'm just going to let myself out. I'm going to uncreate what I created. Then, dear ones, you have enlightenment. When you can say this thing called divinity, that I am the God of self, is not some far-off, illustrious creature living in some other grand dimension while I suffer down here. When you realize divinity is simplicity, so simple, it's unfathomable by the human mind as you know it right now, it can only be felt. It can only be experienced. Such simplicity that you stop playing the game of complexity. Such brilliant clarity that you stop trying to figure it out and you just live it. This is indeed the best of times. And it is indeed the worst of times. And it indeed, it doesn't matter. And so it is. And so it is.